0: Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? tonight? Then how the, the reindeer, reindeer loved him, as they shouted out with glee, Yippee! Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, you go down in history. <laughs> yes. Uh, Burr Lives Yes, can't get enough of rural lives this time of year. You know it is indeed Christmas, and this is the Bonfire Podcast here with Andrew Herzog. You know we're gonna we're gonna jump right into these. We got some got some movies here to talk about important important issues of the day, as we always talk about. And I cannot wait for Christmas Eve because, as I mentioned before on another podcast with my good friend Rachel, she has her traditions. And I have mine. One of my traditions is to watch my Christmas movies on Christmas Eve. So, I will be going home. I will be turning on the old 1980s VHS tape that my dad recorded on TV. And it includes all the commercials from the 80s, which are hysterical. They're great. It is a time capsule. You get to watch what is going on in people's lives Cars selling for $5,500 in Hyundai, and you know, there's you know, you know, so tools and kitchen utensils, all this crap that you're just like, wow, look at this. This is back in the 80s. This is how they're trying to sell it. And a lot of them are Christmas themed. It's great. You know, the entire VHS tape is all Christmas. It's got your Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer as we just bumped in here with Burl Lives. Thank you. Always, always gets you in the mood for Christmas. You know, and Frosty the Snowman, of course. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, good stuff, solid. But we're not talking about Christmas movies this pod. This pod, we're talking about the movie Youth, and of course, Star Wars, which I got to see both of those in the past week. If you if you remember, uh, Chris and I were talking about the movie Youth in episode twenty four, which was weeks ago, several weeks ago, actually. And he and I both said, you know what? We played the trailer for Youth, and this is the movie with Michael Caine. And we both said, this sounds interesting. I like it. Looking forward to whenever it comes out, and I'm going to go see it. And then maybe we can talk about it later. Unfortunately, that took weeks or months hmm, until it actually came out here in the uh, Dallas area where I got to see it. And I have to say, unfortunately... (sighs) I was disappointed. I was I guess I walked into it with too high expectations after seeing the the trailer, listening to it and thinking, "Oh, this sounds great." I, you know, I had such high hopes. But I walked in and it was about 2 hours and I I walked out kind of disappointed, which is too bad. The here are the 3 points. I'm just going to jump right into this. Up on bonfirethoughts.com where I wrote the movie review. I explain in a little more detail, and here I'm just going to spit it out. In the movie Youth, I thought there was way too much nudity. Holy crap. No, no, no. Um, I'm all about context, so if for somehow, way, nudity was necessary to advance the plot or give vital information to a scene, I can be okay with it. I can say, all right, all right, well, that's just a part of the scene. All right, we're moving on, moving forward. Good stuff. Perfectly, yeah, whatever, but eh, not so much in this case. Youth had just ubiquitous amounts of old people nudity, so that's one thing. Old people nudity, gross. I don't want to see that. Nobody wants to see that. I don't know what the director here, Paolo, was doing. I guess he was going for laughs, maybe shock value, just to see naked people. That's not. That's not cinema. I don't know what that is. That's gross. It's just weird. Um, You could have made, I think, some of the points he was supposedly going for with fully clothed people. That's just my opinion. But that was the first thing I noticed. in watching the movie, and I'm like, what the hell is up with all this nudity? How is that vital to the story or anything? And a lot of it just had seemingly no purpose. It had nothing to do with anything. So, yes, strike number one, that was stupid. Number two, I thought the plots were pretty vague. This is a uh, story about multiple characters, and they're each pursuing their own goals. They all have their own problems, but overall, I was pretty confused. Didn't know why they were doing the things they were. I'd like to know more information about their past. Maybe, I don't know. I was just thoroughly confused. I, I'm i okay with interpretive movies, to a degree, Uh, The best example I can come up with is Inception. At the end of the movie, he's spinning his little totem, and Leo walks away and picks up his kids, and the camera goes to the totem, and it's still spinning, but it looks like it might fall over, and then it goes to black, and the movie's over. Okay? That is an interpretive, subjective scene. I'm okay with that, because that gets you lots of fun debates and conversations with friends, and you say, look, what did you think? Do you think it tipped over, or do you think it stood up? What was going on? What do you think? And you kind of go back and forth. You go through the movie. That's fun. That's fine. That makes sense. Not so much here. I'm watching Youth, thinking, um, uh, "Are you doing this? Maybe? Oh, what? Where, what is it? How does that fit in? Okay, I'm gonna put that aside for a second. Okay, because now there's a new scene going on. Okay, how does this have anything to do with? No, that doesn't. It doesn't fit with you. Um, what is this guy? What are you up to? It. It was just. For me, all over the place. That could be my attention span. Maybe I wasn't watching carefully. I don't know. But that was the impression I walked out with. And that doesn't happen to me very often. I can watch movies, plenty of different varieties, and get the general plot pretty pretty basi- pretty easily. I did not get it with youth. So to me, it was too interpretive. Too, oh, well think about it. I don't want to think that much. It's a movie. If I I really want to think, I'm going to whip out a book, and I'll sit there and ponder and read, reread, whatever, and enjoy it on its own time. When it's a movie, I'd kind of like to be a little bit more clear. That might just be my opinion. But hey, you're listening to me. That's what I do here. Part three. The third thing wrong with it, and the final bit of youth, was the weak resolutions So too much nudity, vague plots, and weak resolutions. The bit that I could possibly come up with in the movie was the main character, Fred Ballinger, is deciding, hmm, should I perform a concert for the Queen of England or not? That's a plot. Going through the process and all these other little side stories, thinking, hmm, does this make me more inclined to do it or not? That was about the simplest plot I could find. And at the end of it, I'm watching and thinking, wait a minute, really? That's it? Uh, Chris and I, like I said, we talked about this months ago, and we both felt this is probably going to be a melancholic movie, a, a sad, you know, pondering, kind of thought-provoking movie. So when it ends, I think to myself, well, that's lame. <laughs> it's kind of anticlimactic. Kind of... I felt left down. It didn't satisfy my emotions for the movie. Like I said, I was in there for two hours and I'd like it to have this triumphant moment, or at least a clearer resolution. I just didn't feel it was clear enough. Of course. Mm. He is Italian. He's European. Maybe this is how they do their movies. They like them to be more subjective, or you have to insinuate a lot. I don't know. But overall, with high expectations, I was left, you know, a little disappointed by the movie youth. So there it is. Real basic. Right down to the line. I do not give it the bonfire approval, I have to say. I do recommend people see it for themselves. You know, Just like all these other movies and books and things I talk about, decide for yourself. I'm simply spouting my opinion, my thoughts. Maybe they get you thinking, and you think, okay, well, I'll, I'll go check it out, and I'll decide for myself. Well, please do. Go ahead. If you want to feel interpretive, go ahead and watch Youth, however you do it one day, and you think about it yourself. For me, I was less than impressed, which is really too bad. So there, there is the first movie right there, Youth. Second one here, Star Wars. And, of course, the entire world has already given its opinion. There are articles on everything about it. Everywhere. People are trying to determine what is the economic impact of destroying the Death Star from Episode 6. And how does it affect Episode 7? Shut up! Oh, my gosh. How do you have any time to do that kind of crap? I don't know. You know, people have their hobbies. Maybe that's his jaw. I I have no, no idea. But, suffice it to say, there's loads of information out there about Star Wars. I'm simply giving my two cents worth. Real quick, because I didn't even bother to write a post up on Bonfire Thoughts. I didn't think it was worth it. I just needed to get a few points across, get the basic info out there, and we're done. So here it is. Star Wars The Force Awakens is Bonfire approved compared to youth. It is bonfire approved for these reasons. Number one, great music. Absolutely. Always good music from John Williams. Number two, great new characters and the actors portraying them. I was really impressed. Um, uh, Daisy Ridley and uh, John Boyega, I think is how you say his name. Those are the two actors, and they are the two main you know, young characters in the movie. Uh, Ray and Finn, I believe, is who they are. And I thought they both uh, acted very well. And I, I, I like the characters, you know, because Finn is an ex stormtrooper. That's interesting. We've never seen that before in any of the Star Wars. Um, you never saw any of them take off their helmets. So now here's a face to what we've always seen as a hooded person in a stormtrooper outfit. He also, of course, has a huge backstory. There's got to be, and hopefully that's in the next episode because you just get introduced to him here, and he's kind of saying, this isn't right. I'm going to do what's right. I can't be a stormtrooper anymore. I'm not going to do this. It's interesting. You think, well, when did that occur to you? How did you become a stormtrooper in the first place? And they kind of allude to it in this new movie, The Force Awakens, but that's an interesting concept, an ex-stormtrooper, something we've never seen before, and he chooses to fight on the good side. Okay, there's more to him. I'm looking forward to it. For Ray, the girl, uh, I have my theories on who she is. They weren't answered in the movie. Exactly who she is, whose child, who, how she relates to anybody. We don't know. There's a lot of in, you know, insinuations, inferences maybe. And I have my theories. I'm not going to say them because I don't want to spoil. I'm still giving people time to go see it for themselves, if you haven't already. Uh, and I liked her. I thought Daisy, the actress, was really good. Uh, No one has ever heard of her before. And now, obviously, she's going to be huge. (laughs) Because Star Wars, this was a huge, huge past week or two from the movie. And it's it's ridiculous. So I think they, two new characters, portrayed very well. Interesting concepts. I like it. So yeah, that was a long-winded explanation. Sorry, part three. There was a nostalgic hat tip to the original trilogy. The plot, some of the jokes, some of the scenery, and, I don't know, props, I guess you could say, um, the ships they fly, a lot of it is like, oh, I remember that, that was from the original thr- uh, trilogy back in the 70s and the 80s. I, obviously, the original trilogy is f- far better than the prequels. I mean, that goes without saying. So for this to give a hat tip and kind of elude and reminisce about that, good for you. I love it. Good stuff. Number four. Eh, this is the only downside. I thought it was trying too hard to be funny. I don't remember a whole lot of moments in either the prequels or the original trilogy of Star Wars where they tried to be just so hysterical. I don't remember that much. There were maybe a few times they were cutesy, making some, I wouldn't call it highbrow humor, but it wasn't fart jokes. There was some humor in it, and that's always good to have in a movie. I just felt here for Star Wars. It was every five minutes, and I said, okay, all right. I get it. You're trying to be cutesy, have a little fun, make people smile while enjoying the action and the seriousness. Okay. But I thought it went just a bit overboard. A bit too much. That was my only real criticism of the movie was, yeah, you're, you're just trying too hard. And that is disingenuous when you're really trying too hard to say, oh, people are going to love this. And they're going to laugh. Yeah. I, yeah, No, no. Just stick with a few jokes here and there. And then those stand out even more. You think, "Ah, those are are some brilliant moments when you made me laugh because they were so few and far between. You don't need to lay it on me for the whole movie. That's just me. So like I said, that was the only criticism I had. Because number five, I think it set itself up very nicely for the next episode. It ended in a way that you said, wow, um, uh, certain plots were resolved, but others are just beginning. So yeah. Bring on the next episode, which I think is two years away. It's going to be rough to wait that long because you want some of these questions answered. And you say, okay, uh, great. I'm excited for the next one. You've piqued my interest. I'm still going to go see it whenever it comes out. You've hooked me. That's a job well done. You satisfy the plot and some points in this movie, and you say, good, I liked it. I was impressed, but you still hooked me for the next one. That's genius. Good stuff. So one, two, three, four, five. Music, the characters, the characters, Nostalgic hat tip? Eh, maybe too funny. And then it set itself up nicely. So, bonfire approved Star Wars. I put up, you know, this quick little picture in these five points here on the bonfire Facebook page. And like I said, I didn't bother to write an article. I don't need to explain these things too much. I'm sure everybody's seen it and read articles and heard opinions. Here you go. Here's one. Two cents worth. That's all it is. It's up on our Facebook. If you want the Youth review, it's up on the Bonfire Thoughts website. And yeah, I was lucky to be able to go see those two movies. Both good enough in their own way. Youth did have its redeeming qualities. The music. I'm always. (laughs) If movies have good music, that's always a solid point for me. I gotta have some some good music to get you thinking, get you emotional. Music is crucial like that to movies and to life. You know, in general, music is good. So youth uh, had some memorable quotes. Um, I don't remember them verbatim, but the concept was, hey, embrace the moment. You're only alive for so long, and when you're young, you think your whole future's ahead of you. And it is. Your whole future's ahead of you. You have so much to look forward to, and it's it's so close. It's tangible. It's right there. Go get it. And it's great. But then next thing you know, you're 80, like these characters are, and they look back on their lives, and they say, wow, that was quick. It's already over, and we're practically we're practically dying right now. So do you regret anything? Hey, how about you? Oh, do you remember that? And they like to reminisce, and then they think, hmm, maybe I should have done this. What has my my, my life amounted to? That's all going to happen next thing we know. It's going to sneak up on us. So one of the things I felt I walked away with from youth was embrace the moment. You know, give your life up for someone else. Offer it up, because a life lived for yourself is—that's not a good life. It's really not. Look for the ways to affect people in a positive way, and you know we live in the moment. Enjoy what we have, whatever you have. One day it could be gone. You could lose it all. So you got to be thankful. You got to be grateful. Embrace those friends and those family because they're not going to be here forever. Yeah. So youth was—youth was a deep movie. Somewhat disappointing to me, and then Star Wars was action packed kind of funny I like I like some funny, not too much and one is bonfire approved the other one not so much, but of course make your own decisions so but yeah, you know what this will be one of the last podcasts of 2015 actually because here we are now the end of December end of the year I am going to embrace my christmas vacation i'm going to see family see friends i gotta do some house cleaning just because i've we've all worked so hard the past a couple months leading up to the end of the year just like everybody does now it's time to say all right we can take our little christmas vacations we can go home we can finally sleep get our rest back and do a little bit of work around the house that we weren't able to do before so i get to do that i'm gonna go home clean up watch my christmas movies enjoy the end of the year. Maybe whip out one or two more podcasts before it is officially 2016. And let me tell you, 2016 is going to be great. I think there's going to be some huge huge leaps and bounds for Bonfire. It's going to be it's going to be a good year. I feel it. And if you've learned anything here from Bonfire, it's all about your attitude. So if you tell yourself, "Hey, you can do it." going to be good i'm not going to let other people affect my day if something bad happens to you turn your lemons into lemonade because other people believe it or not are counting on you if you go into your life bitching and moaning you are going to affect other people you may not think you do but you will people will see it and then you will start to define yourself as someone who complains and brings people down and you're just depressing don't be that Your attitude, no matter what happens to you, if you keep a stiff upper lip and you keep plugging along and smiling and you're legitimately happy and you keep going, people are going to notice and they're going to say, I aspire to be like that. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to follow what she's doing and I want to be like her. So listen up. That's That's all we try to do on Bonfire. Have a little fun. Have some debates about the important stuff, like I said. Movies, music, food, travel, you know but also change our attitudes. I started this because I noticed my attitude was horrible. I said, wow, why am I so, not depressed, but sad or upset so easily because I watch the news and I know the news. It's still important. I have my opinions, but I can't let that define me. There's other parts of life that are just as important, so get out there and have, you know, a little bit of fun on the side. But, you know affect others in a positive way. If we're all happy and we're all plugging along, we can all do this. Come on. We can get through life. We're all young. Well, yeah, not everybody. People my age are young. So if you're like me, we have our whole lives ahead of us. (laughs) But it's all gonna get more and more difficult as our responsibilities pile up and jobs become more Life or death situations. Because if you get fired and you have a family, of course that's huge. And you're going to think, oh my God, how am I going to do this? What? There's lives on the line. Your family. So things are only going to get more and more serious as we get older. But you keep the right attitude, you'll be good to go. I really <laughs> honestly believe that. And I have to remind, I do have to remind myself of that every day. Because, you know, life can get you down. So you got to do what you got to do. But with that in mind, I think I'm going to end here with the uh, song in my head, as I always do. And of course, it is a Christmas song. Once again, from Burl Ives. Old school Christmas song. Very, not cutesy, that's the wrong word, I keep saying that too much. But very happy-go-lucky. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Yes, it is the best time of the year. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to the Bonfire Podcast. Please find us, bonfirethoughts.com, and of course, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We will see everybody, of course, maybe for one more pod, and then in the new year, 2016, which is going to be huge. Yes! Can't wait. It's going to be good stuff. Everybody, have a awesome, blessed Merry Christmas. Enjoy your family and friends. And remember, work hard. Play harder. Adios.